Respected brothers, <coughs> respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. The Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very dynamic and all embracing. In fact the Quran has been described as nur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in his Beautiful kalam Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka litukhrijan nasa minaz zulumati ilan nur O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We have revealed this kitab This book to you And the kalam, the glorious speech has the power To remove all of humanity from darkness into light and therefore no one can default even one verse, even one letter of the kalam. If someone's impure, the Quran can make him pure. If someone's on the wrong track, the Quran can immediately put him straight and right. If someone is doing actions that will take him to Jahannam, immediately the Quran can give him entry into Jannah. This is the power and the ingredients that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept in every letter, every ayah, every chapter of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran has 114 chapters, surah, starting with surah al-Fatiha, which means the opening. Not only is it the opening of the Qur'an, but also the opening of every unit of the prayer that we perform. In every rakat we read Suratul Fatiha. So it is an opening. And the very last surat is Suratul Nas. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَهِ النَّاسِ مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ Starts with Surah Al-Fatiha, ends with one beautiful surah, a short surah, Surah Nas. When we look at the very next surah after Surah Al-Fatiha, that surah has been named 
Surah Al-Baqarah which is the longest surah of the Quran the longest surah in fact the early surahs of the Quran are all very very long the Sab'i Tibal surah and Surah Al-Baqarah is the longest surah of the entire Quran now the translation of Surah Al-Baqarah is how? say don't be shy nothing wrong don't you like beef? say cow cow al-bakara it's not the urdu bakara yeah it's different this is al-bakara the big cough and al-bakara means cow now the second chapter of the quran has been named suratul bakara cow and you'll find the hindu community that gets very very excited especially in India and they say to the Muslims and unfortunately the level of Iman and Islam in India is also very low I've met many many people who come from India and when they look at Islam in England they're amazed and they say subhanallah you know youngsters, youth have a beard amama, Islam is here there was a time once when we would encourage our children to get married in India and Pakistan. But now I think the Indians and the Pakistanis must encourage their children to marry the youth of England. And this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works. وَإِن تَتَوَلَّوْ يَسْتَبْدِلْ قَوْمًا غَيْرَكُمْ When anyone dishonors and disrespects Iman and Islam, Allah is independent. Man, he needs no one. He needs no one. He can replace you instantly. And we see Islam thriving in Europe. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open the doors of Iman for these people. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Great people. Just a, a few days ago, I had a man coming to IIC Islam Information Center that we have at Highfield Street and uh, I took him and I spoke to him he he could understand English but he was very excited he says you know tell me about Islam I said look come with me and I took him to the center I explained to him and he goes to me now now I want to become a Muslim now I said okay now la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah subhanallah and he goes to me, Insha'Allah, I will spread Islam in China. Allahu Akbar. Allah needs no one. Allah needs no one, my respected brothers. Insha'Allah, I will spread Islam in China. A man who comes here for two months, one month, mature student, 51 years of age, and he walked a distance. Someone said to him, go and meet Maulana Sahib, Masjid Omar. He said, I was struggling to find this masjid until I saw the minarets. <laughs> and he said, I wanted to meet. I said, come, let's go, let's sit and talk. One and a half hours sitting, explaining. Allah opens the doors of Iman. Uh, Subhanallah. Allah has blessed us with Iman and Islam. So in India especially you'll find the Hindu community 
getting very excited and sometimes they'll say to the, to the Muslims hey look you know we worship the holy cow the cow which is holy sacred in fact every part of the cow is sacred to the to the Hindu community and I'm not saying this in any way disparaging them this is a fact of life this is the truth this is the aqeedah this is the belief and I am only speaking of the belief they uphold in fact even the urine of the cow is something that is blessed to them and they drink it like how we take zamzam water to be a blessed water for them the peshab the urine of the cow is also blessed and at times they sprinkle it on food this is a fact so I'm not saying something uh, that's uh, you know any form of exaggeration this is the truth I've seen it with my own eyes in India with my own eyes and so they say that look even in your Quran you have the mentioning of the cow so you can't point guns and fingers at us that look in your Quran the second chapter of your holy scripture is the cow al-baqarah cow Allahu Akbar and you'll find incredible beliefs around the world in, in India there is also a group of people that believe that this entire universe is spinning upon one horn of the cow this entire universe is spinning upon one horn of the cow and then when it gets tired it wants to toss the universe to the other horn and when it tosses the universe to the other horn that's the time human beings experience earthquake that's the time we experience earthquakes throughout the world and this is the aqidah no no word of lie in fact dr khalid mahmud saab has written this in his kitab a man of authority dr allama khalid mahmud saab a great scholar of this ummah he's mentioned this and you'll find mind-boggling elusive beliefs of people that are out there but alhamdulillah you know, see islam is very very simple a very simple message la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and you'll find some of the muslims their knowledge of islam is very limited and when we speak about the cow that is mentioned in suratul baqarah what they fail to realize is that they haven't read suratul baqarah in its entire context no way under no circumstances does the Quran imply the cow to be holy blessed or the cow to be consecrated that it is something that we can't touch something holy no in fact on the contrary Allah says further bahuha what does Allah say in suratul baqarah further bahuha bay usko zabah karo so you have read this title of the cow but you have not read Fadha Bahuha that Allah commands the Banu Israel that you need to sacrifice and you need to slaughter the, the cow and this is the beauty of how Allah creates you see I met one, one, one uh, non-Muslim and he goes to me it's natural to be a vegetarian I said no my friend it's not natural to be a vegetarian I'm sorry it's natural to be an omnivore not, not a vegetarian 
He says, no, no, prove it. I said, look, in Arabic, the front two teeth are known as Sanaya Ulya. What are they known as? Sanaya Ulya. And the, and, and the two here are known as Sanaya Sufla. And then the teeth joining the, the, the Sanaya Ulya are known as the Ruba'i. What are they known as? The Ruba'i. And then the teeth joining the Ruba'i, which are four, top and bottom. You see the, the razor sharp teeth, blades here. That is known as the Anyab. That you cut and you tear. So, when you study your mouth, your mouth and the teeth that Allah has blessed you with, will tell you that insan, Allah has designed him in such a way, that if he wishes to eat fruits, vegetable, alhamdulillah, the, the body suffices for that. And if he wants to tear meat and eat something that, that is of course uh, very different to fruits and vegetables, the teeth have that capacity also. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed you in that manner. And this is the beauty of Arabic. Imagine every tooth in your mouth, all of the teeth have names. And then you have the anyab, and then you have, after the anyab, you have the teeth here. These are known as the zawahik. What are they known as? Zawahik. And zawahik means, you see, when you laugh generally, the zawahik are exposed. Umar is laughing, I can just about see your zawahik. So the zawahik are exposed. And then you've got the tawahin, that, that are the three at the back there, tawahin. And then right at the end you have the nawajis, which is at the back four, located here. And you, it's very important for an alim to understand the mouth, because when he reads the qiraat, he has to make sure that the tongue is placed at the right location for him to pronounce the word very very clearly but on this subject subhanallah lazim when you study the quran people fail to realize that allah is saying slaughter the cow under no circumstances is the quran taking the cow to be very holy and blessed no doubt that the the cow is the creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah has made it a means of sustenance for the people and all of humanity. So it's got its own, own honor and respect in that way that it is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, why has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given the name to the second chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah? First of all, we are not to question what Allah wants to do, He can do. But we live in a world in which a lot of people ask us questions. Alama have mentioned that this is to show all of humanity that when people are ungrateful to Allah, when communities become ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and when they turn away from the teachings of the prophets, the prophetic teachings, then they can stoop so low that they are even prepared to worship an animal. Allah wants to show people that when people turn away from the prophetic message, they can stoop so low that they are prepared even to worship the animals. Allahu Akbar. Allah speaks of this great nation in Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah in which Allah speaks of Banu Israel, the children of Israel, the Jewish community. You'll find 
in Suratul Baqarah, repeatedly Allah speaks, Ya Bani Israel, Ya Bani Israel, Ya Bani Israel, adhkuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum wa anni faddaltukum. A nation that was blessed. In fact, countless prophets came to Banu Israel. Countless. One would pass away, immediately another Nabi was reinstalled. One would pass away. In fact, at times in Banu Israel, you would have two Nabis at one time. Three Nabis at one time. This was how blessed this community was, the Jewish community. Every Nabi that came was of Banu Israel, Jewish origins. Banu Israel, and Israel was the title of Hazrat Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam, the children of Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam. But what happened? Every time a Nabi came, instead of understanding the message, they humiliated that Nabi. They dis- disrespected that Nabi. And this is the beauty of Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selects the second chapter and the title given to it. It is a title which is eye-catching. What is it? Eye-catching. If you know, if you know the translation, Suratul Baqarah, cow. Allah knows it's a striking title that the nature of insan is that he is very inquisitive. See, what's underneath the burqa? What's underneath the burqa? He's very inquisitive. He wants to know what is underneath the burqa. Omar, don't try to laugh here. Because in my dars I can pick on you. Otherwise you are always picking on me. Yeah. Subhanallah. This is the nature of insan. And he is very inquisitive. So Allah has given such a striking title that insan is intrigued. He wants to know what is the cow? What is Allah speaking of? Cow. What is about this cow? And this is what Allah wants. Allah wants insan humanity to explore, to do their research. In actual fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is applying a reverse psychology. A reverse psychology. And the minds work in a very different way. huh? There were a group of robbers, caravan robbers. And they saw this man that he purchased a goat from a farm. And the group of robbers, four of them, saw that man. It's not a goat. Caravan robbers. And they made mashwira that, look, we need to obviously steal this very expensive goat from him. So let's attack him. Somebody was holding an American passport. One amongst them. Not really, huh? (laughs) And he was a diplomat. What was he? A diplomat. And he said, no, no, no. no. That's not how you do it. You don't attack a man like that. And he whispered in the ear, he said, look, I've got a plan. How we do it, okay? Now, all the four understood the plan and the first man was standing at the location where this man was walking with his goat. A simple man, a farmer, bought, purchased a goat and walking. So with his goat he was walking and this, the first man says to him, MashaAllah, that's a lovely dog you've got there. That's a lovely dog you've got there. Is it for sale? This man said, Dog? Geto? Bakri hai bhai? 
Is it a goat? It's a goat, it's not a dog. He said, no, no, it's a lovely dog. Looks like a dog. He said, no, it's not a dog, but it's a goat. And he's saying, I don't know what kind of people live in this area. After one kilometer, another man greets him. That's a lovely dog you've got there. All four thieves have got a plan. That's a lovely dog you've got there. And this is how the media works also. You've got a lovely dog. He said, this is not a dog, bhai. Ye to bakra hai, dekho, bhai. Look at it, it's a goat. He said, no, it's a dog. He said, no, it's a goat. After a distance, the third man. That's a lovely goat. Now this man, now, has a doubt that maybe there's something wrong with me. So he's looking at the goat and he's saying, three people have said to me that it's a lovely dog you've got. So is this really a dog or a goat? Now he's so angry and he says that now if the fourth person is going to say to me that this is a dog, I'll give it to him free of charge. <laughs> and the trap was set. The fourth man at a distance says, Bhai, kitna acha kutta hai tumhara. What a lovely dog you have. Out of frustration he says, well keep the dog. <laughs> well, keep the dog. In a simple way, in a sweet way, how the mind works. This is how the media works. Muslims, terrorists. Muslims, terrorists. Muslims, fundamentalists. Palestinians, terrorists. Afghanistani, terrorists. Blast this out. Scaremongering. Terrorists, terrorists. Tabla bajate na? Terrorists, terrorists. And everyone looks at a Muslim. Terrorists. This is how it works. When you read garbage papers like the sun. Garbage newspapers. And Ajib, you'll find people have got the time to read the Sun newspaper. And this is how it works. But look at the method of the Quran, it's reverse psychology. Allah is targeting the cancerous cells of shirk from the beginning. And the object of shirk has been targeted. And the object of shirk has been targeted. So immediately Allah says, Al-Baqarah. What does he say? Al-Baqarah. This is the object of shirk. Subhanallah. It's like when a man came to Maulana Thanvi, he said, Hazrat, you know what? I'm a believer, but sometimes I feel I want to become a Christian. Some of the scholars would say, no, no, my friend, let me give you nasiha. This is Islam. This is Islam. Maulana Thanvi uh, applied the reverse psychology and he said, yeah, go and become a Christian. Go and become a Christian. Islam does not need third class people like you. Go and become a... Jao, gandhi admi, Christiani ban jao. This is what you deserve. Go. Go and take Jesus to be the son of God. Go. And I said to this man, I said, can you tell me, explain to me, in the Bible it says Jesus was circumcised and you say he is God? It doesn't make sense. Does it make sense to you? What makes sense is what Rasulullah has said. That Jesus is Rasulullah. Musa is Rasulullah. Ibrahim is Rasulullah. Muhammad is Rasulullah. Alayhimu salatu wassalam. Come and embrace and become a follower of this deen. Which is Islam. Which started from Adam alayhi salam. Which is natural to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And reverse psychology. And so the Quran at times, subhanallah, works in a very unique way. So, just because... One title may be, uh, 
given the name as Al-Baqarah, the cow, that does not mean that this title holds some of the uh, principal beliefs of a believer. That's not, not, that's not true. Because in the Quran, Allah has given one surat the name of Abu Lahab. So is Abu Lahab part of Iman? No, no, no. La hawla wa la Surat Abi Lahab, Tabbat yada Abi Lahabi What is the name of that surat? Abu Lahab. And so the second chapter is Al-Baqarah. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned here something that is very, very important. That for an individual he must save himself from shirk. And so the very first chapter after Surah Al-Fatiha is Surah Al-Baqarah which debunks all the different aspects of shirk that were committed by the Banu Israel. Everything. And this is connected to one of the most powerful communities of the earth even today, which is the Jewish community. Uh, politically at least. So it is the Jewish community and this is the shirk they apply. So Allah is highlighting for the believers that it is very very important that you understand uh, how your opponents and your enemies work. If you are to save yourself from the evil. And so in the beginning Allah has shown the ummah that be careful of shirk and read Al-Baqarah. Read al Baqarah. How Banu Israel started worshipping this cow. And then another great shirk that comes into existence is of a great Nabi that came after Musa alayhi salatu was salam. Whose name is? Say it. Isa alayhi salam. And what is the second chapter of the Quran? Quickly, 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 quickly. Jorti bole bhai. Ali Imran, abhi Manchester United ke players to sab yate, Quran ki surte hame yadne. Surah Ali Imran. And Ali Imran is the family of Jesus, is the family of Isa. Immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is targeting two communities that indulged themselves into shirk and ended up and soaked themselves up in polytheism. They became mushrikeen. One took the many many gods including even idolatry even worshipping idols and the other took a great Nabi to be the son of God so Allah in the first two chapters after Suratul Fatiha is warning the Muslim community look at your examples beware of shirk beware of shirk Allahu Akbar and so all of the shirk that the Christian community committed is in Surah Ali Imran and what the Jewish community committed is in Suratul Baqarah. So know your opponents well. This is what the Quran is explaining to the Ummah. Allahu Akbar. This great Nabi, Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam, was invited to the mountain of Tur, where he was to receive the, the Torah. And Allah said to him, you have to do atikaf for 30 days. He did atikaf for 30 nights. After that he took miswak and he use the miswak to remove the smell of fasting. For that he was penalized and he had to offer another ten nights of atikaf. So now in total one chilla. How many? One chilla. Arba'een. Complete forty days. So he's doing atikaf for forty days where he is going to receive the Torah on the mountain of Tur. And he says to his brother Harun, 
that I am leaving you as my deputy, look after Banu Israel, make sure you continuously reform them, and make sure you don't follow the path of those who cause strife. Be careful, monitor them all the time. Musa alayhi salam knew of their warped minds. That's, this is how they are. You see, this, that these were people who changed their mind continuously. They never settle. They continuously change their mind. And so even going to the mountain of Tur, he looks back at Harun alayhi salam and does, make sure you look after them. Harun alayhi salam says, go. Who was older in age? Hazrat Hazrat Khalid, you're informed today, huh? Hazrat Harun alayhi salam. Who was it? And Nabuwat is given to the young one. And this is the beauty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses who, whom he wills. Allah does not look at ranks. Allah does not look at family. If family was looked upon, then the Khilafat would have been transferred to Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, who was very close in relation to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the Khilafat was transferred to who? Unanimously to Hazrat Abu Bakr. Even he was related to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Hazrat Ali being part of the Ahl Bayt. And so Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam is doing his atiqaf. And it was on the mountain of Tur, Allah spoke to him. And when Allah spoke to him, subhanallah, this love of Allah intensified. And he said to Allah, Rabbi Arini Anzur Ilaik, I can speak to you and I have heard you, now I want to see you. This only Musa alayhi salam could say. Allah says, Lan tarani, oh Musa, you can't see me. Lan tarani, you can't see me. Walakin inzur ilal jabal, fa in istakarra makanahu, fasawfa tarani. Falamma tajalla rabbuhu lil jabali, jalahu dakka, wakharra Musa sa'ika. And Allah said to Musa alayhi salam, okay, uh, look at this mountain. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala manifested his uh, illumination to this uh, mountain that was in front. And this mountain, Allahu Akbar, was grounded and uh, was powdered in front of Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was salam. This mountain was no longer there. And Musa alayhi salam fell unconscious. When he recovered, he said, Subhanak, I declare to your purity. Subhanak, Subhanak, Allahu Akbar. And I repent, and I am the first amongst the believers. And Subhanallah, here Allah is giving Musa alayhi salam Torah, and Banu Israel are bullying, bullying Hazrat Harun alayhi salam. There was a man whose name was Samiri. This man was a goldsmith. A man who had some uh, status in Banu Israel. They would listen to him. He was a goldsmith. What he did, he collected all the gold, jewelry, ornaments. And he molded the gold. gold and what he did is that he molded it to a, a golden calf. To a golden calf. And Samiri somehow managed to get hold of some dust which he picked up from the hooves of the horse upon which Jibreel Amin was sitting. And because the horse is not from this dunya, from Jannah, from the heavens, so Allah actually would change the characteristics of everything that the horse would touch. So he managed to grab hold of some dust 
and he put that into the mouth of this golden calf. And when this dust entered the mouth of this golden calf, it started to make noise. And when it started making noise, all of the Banu Israel said that this is our God. Can you imagine my respected brothers? Allah gives hidayah to whom he wills. And so Allah targets the object of shirk in the very second chapter of the Quran, Al-Baqarah, and read how shirk came into existence in a community that was blessed with prophets. Subhanallah al-Azim, Musa alayhi salatu was salam was informed. He came down, Torah was given to him, and when he saw the community indulged in shirk, very carefully he put down the Torah, the commandments, he did not throw the tablet, uh, some say throwing down, this is Be'adabi, Musa alayhi salam did not throw, Alqa means to put it down, Alqa means to put it down, this would have been a major sin, to throw the revelation given to him, does anybody do that? How much do we respect the Quran? You think Musa alayhi salam would not have respect of the commandments? And, and again we need to understand the Quran in its, in its, uh, Pure understanding. Alqa means to put it down. Alqa means to, with honor he put it down. And he was shocked and so angry. What does he do? In, in this ayat al karima uh, it says that, Yajurruhu ilayk, that uh, he grabbed hold of the head of Harun alayhi salam and pushed it. And in Surah Taha, it says that he grabbed hold of the beard of Hazrat Harun alayhi salam. And said, this is what you do? I leave you in charge and the Banu Israel have become mushrikeen. And they said, brother, don't fault me. They threatened me that will kill you. And I thought it was the best thing for me to do was to wait for you to come. Because you are the Nabi of the time. And then Musa alayhi salatu wasalam realized and made dua for himself and for his brother Harun alayhi salatu wasalam and asked forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But nevertheless, my respected brothers, Suratul Baqarah has been mentioned here and the name that has been given it is so that people are aware of shirk what are they aware of? shirk that anything can be worshipped even a cow can be worshipped and this cow was not a real cow that they worshipped it was a, um, a, a cow that they made with the, the jewelry that was with them and so it was an idol that they were worshipping and so Suratul uh, Baqarah also speaks of idolatry, that this is also uh, a great, uh, a major form of shirk which people have indulged. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. And it is the shirk of the Jewish community that has somehow filtered also into the Hindu community. That until today they have this great respect for this animal which is the cow. Uh, and, the, and perhaps the best animal to be in India would be the cow. Uh, uh, even on the motorways and on the roads you'll find that the cows roam around freely. Going back to um, something that's perhaps not part of the subject, but it is related to what we are saying. Masjid al-Aqsa, the Jewish laws, edicts, uh, when we study it, you will find that the only reason they have not destroyed or demolished Masjid Aqsa is because part of the Jewish faith is one of the signs for the Messiah to come will be that a calf will be born a calf will be born and he will be completely red in color 
what will he be? Completely, completely red in color. And they have been waiting for the birth of this calf for decades. Completely red. And when this calf is born, they will have to rear this calf for three years. And then to slaughter this, this calf. And then what they have to do is to burn the meat of this calf. And then turn the ashes into liquid. And this liquid will be used in the official opening of the third temple where Masjid-e-Aqsa is standing today. Brothers understand. And that is why until now there has been a delay. We still see Alhamdulillah Masjid-e-Aqsa. Allah save Masjid-e-Aqsa of course. Allah save it. But this is the Aqeedah. And believe it or not, many years ago they found this red calf in, in Al-Qabuts. And what has happened is that they found this red calf, but they realized that it was not completely red in color. It also had some white spots, so everything was rejected again. And so they are still waiting for this red calf to be born. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my respected brothers. This is the hikmah in some of the surats that Allah has given them unique names. And so the first thing we have to be careful of is shirk. And so the shirk is explained to us in Al-Baqarah and in Ali Imran. In Ali Imran. Then we have to fear the deception of this dunya. The deception of false religious ideologies have been covered in Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Ali Imran. But you don't go to sleep, eh? don't get tired. Very quickly. And then the deception of this dunya. You have to save yourself from the deception of this dunya, how the shaitan deceives you. And what is part of this world that deceives a person? <coughs> money, but before money. Good. Jazakallah. What is it? A woman. What is it? A woman. A, a woman can make or break a man. A woman can make and Morana Daud Sab gave a good hiding to the women today. <laughs> in Juma, and therefore I will utter no more my honorable sisters, mothers are listening at home and I'll just praise you very highly, mashallah the women, Muslim women are excellent, am I right Ahmed? Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, so um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named the third chapter of the Quran An-Nisa, what is it? An-Nisa. So that the fitna of shirk is there, then the fitna that can strike you is the fitna of a woman. A fitna of a woman. And so the third chapter covers the fitna of a woman and the good character of a woman as well as how the shaitan can destroy families huh? by Allahu Akbar some external relationship. And you'll find women today busy on the internet, men today busy on the internet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. And today a nikah takes place. In two weeks the nikah is no longer there, talaf. And so Allah speaks of this fitna of an-nisa, women. And so this is the third chapter. And the fourth chapter and the fifth chapter speaks of another fitna which is wealth. And Allah speaks of wealth in Surah Al-Ma'idah and Surah Al-An'am. 
Subhanallah. Subhanallah to bolo bhai. And so all of the trials and tribulations and the test of a, of a believer in this dunya has been covered in the first four, five chapters of the Quran. Shirk in Suratul Al-Baqarah. Uh, with the Christian community understanding how insan can easily worship a human being and how Jesus is being worshipped be careful and then be careful in your social uh, social life making sure that you both the partners are loyal and grateful to each other and be careful of the fitna of women subhanallah and and then wealth and wealth has been explained in two chapters suratul maida and suratul an'am Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu yuhi wa yumit wa huwa ala kulishin qadir sami'na wa ta'ana gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin